My name is James Rowland, and in 2015, I started a Dublin Up podcast with my friend, Dan White. And every month, we bring you the latest collections, newest content, 205 Live, and the crown jewel of the WNR NXT update. Also, each month, latest pay-per-views in real life, not only for the big four, but every takeover as well. Plus, in 2019, we go back 20 years and witness the attitude rise and the WCW's demise. Right now, we are ready for the biggest weekend of the year. The Hall of Fame takeover and tonight, WWE WrestleMania 35. The The WNR are live. Yes, hello, I am James Rowlands, and as always, I'm joined by... And today it's the WNR 213, it's WWE WrestleMania 35, the granddaddy of them all. And Dan, are you excited for this event? I am very excited, yes. I do love a WrestleMania. It's the grandest stage of all. It's in a huge setting, and, you know, there's a few matches on there that might not live up to expectations, but the majority of them seem... Very good. Yeah, without shadowed out. But before we get into all the excitement, let's do the alternate intro. And um, well, without the news, I'm leaving today. I want to be a part of it in New York, New York. Those vagabond shoes are longing to stray right through the very heart of it. New York, New York. Now, Dan, I know you're not going to let me do most of it, so can I just do the ending? Is that is that all right? I'll, I'll let you do the ending. Thank you. Right. So if I can make it there, I'm going to make it. Anywhere it's up to you, New York, New York, jazz hands and scene. There we go. So on to new content. <laughs> yes, uh, there's a Seth Rollins interview now on the network. <laughs> yes, and it's just kind of prep- uh, him in preparation for his big matchup with Brock Lesnar later tonight. A bit like the Iconics did just before... Uh, of course, Elimination Chamber. And the WWE Hall of Fame was last night. Of course, we did our live Hall of Fame special. And, uh, well, usually with the Hall of Fame, you can expect a few things. I don't think any of us would expect to last night, but we're going to talk about it right now. Yes, uh, a hilarious D-Generation X acceptance speech capped off a different look Hall of Fame induction ceremony last night, which thankfully was kept largely in control and did not last more than four hours. With a new set design in place, DX came out in a jeep throwing out hundreds of glow sticks to fans. They started by roasting Vincent Mann, quoting a real rule that no one should mention or thank Vincent Mann during the Hall of Fame section speech. That obviously didn't happen, as for the first five minutes, all DX did was mention Vincent Mann. Yes, and when Billy Gunn noted that Vince can't fire him now, Triple H joked that Vince could buy that pissant company just to fire him again to a big pop from the crowd. Gunn is now employed by AEW and another AEW mention came when Shawn Michaels told Billy that they appreciate that he is all in whenever they do something. Oh, well, things turned serious for a minute when Shawn Michaels addressed China and her effect on a group. The fans gave the late night for the world a massive standing ovation, a welcome sight by a family who all left sitting ringside. As all members of DX took the podium for their acceptance speech, 
Triple H was the last one thanking his family, mum and dad and then blamed his mother for writing all the penis jokes during the DX era. Triple H got emotional as well when he mentioned China. Well, the DX podium was brought out for the last segment as each tried to make a heartfelt apology for corrupting a whole generation of kids during the years with their silly segments. That did not end well, though, with saggy boobs showing more penis jokes, sexual innuendos and other juvenile stuff taking over. They all finished by saying their catchphrases and the night was over when they got their huge super soaker guns and sprayed everyone at ringside with water, causing all the women to bolt faster than the speed of light bad hair you know baron corbin was the ultimate victim as triple h decided to empty his water gun on him chasing him around ringside as corbin tried to and failed to escape well the ceremony this year was somewhat different with only honk tonk man tory wilson brutus bar beefcake and sue Aitchison getting someone to induct them the heart foundation harlem heat and dx were simply introduced to the fans after their hall of fame video ran stacy keebler 13 years after her last appearance on wwe television was the one inducted her friend, Tori Wilson. Now mother of two, the 39-year-old Maryland native left WWE in July 2006 after a successful five-year stint with the company. Tori soldiered on two days after her father, Al, passed away something she mentioned towards the end of her speech. Well, John Cena also showed up to help induct Sue Aitchison and sent her with a Warrior Award. Aitchison works closely with Cena after he's granted over 600 wishes for Make-A-Wish. And it's quite a funny story when she was saying about um, Justin Bieber as well. He had said that uh, he had made the most wishes. She got in contact with him and said, no, actually, it's the WWE's John Cena. Yes, and several wrestlers at ringside were having too much fun, namely the New Day, who didn't stop being goofs all night, apart from when Hulk Hogan came in. WWE cameras also had fun playing the boo and yeah game with the Miz, Maurice and Shane McMahon and Kofi and Daniel Bryan, resulting in some funny exchanges. Yeah, I mean, the Miz and the uh, Shane McMahon thing was really, really entertaining as well. Unfortunately, the event got sidetracked a little bit after Bret Hart was attacked by a fan. Uh, several wrestlers at ringside jumped to the ring to beat the crap out of the individual and Hart, always professional, resumed where he left off before he was rudely interrupted. Yeah, I mean, it's quite a shocking moment because we're sitting here watching that last night and all of a sudden, you know, some fucking idiot comes running through the crowd and does that to Brett and the camera kind of cut away. You, and at that moment, you don't know what's happened, especially no. the amount of tragedy, tragedy even in Bret Hart's life. You know, you don't know what could have happened at that moment. This is a man who's, what, 64 years old, 62 years old. He suffered a stroke. He's, he battled cancer, and now that happens, you know. Dan, what were your thoughts on on the, the, the incident at first? I just think the man was idiotic. You know, you obviously don't know what's going on. The camera's kind of immediately cut out. And then I think we both took to Twitter just to have a scroll through the news feed, and everyone was kind of talking about it, and it blew up Twitter, but... I don't think that person should have the kind of infamacy that he has kind of achieved on himself. I mean, his name's been... Yeah, his name's been... Without a doubt, I completely agree with you, Dan, but his name's been announced and we're not going to say anything about it anymore or even say his name because he's not worth it at all. It's just saying that shouldn't happen and if the whole thing has to change next year since it's just like, you know, professional wrestlers in there, then so be it if it keeps them all safe, you know. As for the ceremony itself and the Hall of Fame, what what were your thoughts about um, the people going in and how it went? I thought it was very good. There was a few good speeches. Um, You know, I do really love hearing the stories and each of them had a good story to tell uh i liked the um road dog jesse james and said yeah he's been getting tips off giant haystacks and just pulled out a massive wad of paper (laughs) dumped it on the desk and 
you know, just resume with his shorter speech. Uh, yeah, all guys, you know, uh, Harlem Heat, brilliant stories there. You know, Booker T referencing when he was uh, in prison and that, and largely thanking his brother. Uh, the Heart Foundation speech was very good as well. Um, Brutus above a beefcake. Again, yeah. you know, they, they all had some very good moments. Uh, yeah, I mean, Brutus above beefcake are probably the, one of the most that I was kind of drifting off at that point. And Hong Tuck Man wasn't as entertaining as I thought he would be. But then again, he's right at the start, so he's got to kind of move the show along as well, you know, in that he way. He did get to sing his song, though. He did. He's, he was cool and cocky and bad. Of course, we've got the Hall of Fame special that we did, which is available now to this too. We look at all the uh, inductees into it and have a good time. And the same itself was good. It, was, it wasn't it was over four hours. And, you know, DX, the, the kind of main attraction, had the longest kind of induction as well, especially when there's five members, deservedly so. Uh, credit to Bret Hart for recovering and continuing like that, an absolute legend. And also China. I, I actually was getting quite emotional when Sean Marcus and Triple H was talking about that because that is someone who definitely does deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. And all the talk about Trailblazer, like Sean Michaels said, it's not just made up, is it, for to be put in a Hall of Fame. China deserves to be in there, doesn't she? You know, Most definitely, yeah. She was an innovator of what she done. You know, she's achieved things that I don't think any other woman will be able to achieve and top. Without a doubt. Uh, but that's the Hall of Fame done. And Dustin, of course, we had a fantastic takeover Friday night. But tonight, it is all about WrestleMania. We've been building up for it for God knows how long. And we're going to do a lot today. Of course, we've got games and shout-outs. We're going to run through the card. But one of the things we like doing is like talking about kind of fun, uh, fun facts. And luckily for us, WWE produced a fantastic little clip for us to use now, uh, talking about basically WrestleMania We're in the numbers. WrestleMania, the grandest stage of them all. It's WWE's biggest platform. For 35 years, WrestleMania is where good superstars become great. Great superstars become the best. And the best superstars become immortal. As WrestleMania 35 draws near, let's take a look back at the numbers and the records that have made WrestleMania the showcase of the immortals. Of course, WrestleMania wouldn't be what it is without you, the WWE Universe. More than 1.6 million of you have seen WrestleMania live and in person. From the over 19,000 who saw the inaugural show of shows in 1985, to the over 78,000 who descended on the Mercedes-Benz Superdome for WrestleMania 34. I got my mind. The WrestleMania attendance record was set early in the history of the show of shows at the third edition in 1987 when over 93,000 WWE fans crammed into the Pontiac Silverdome to see Hulk Hogan body slam Andre the Giant. He's right there. I don't believe it. That record would stand for nearly three decades until WrestleMania 32 when nearly 102,000 members of the WWE Universe jam-packed AT&T Stadium in Dallas for an event that saw the crowning of the first WWE Women's Champion, Shane McMahon's death-defying leap off Hell in a Cell, and Roman Reigns winning the WWE title from Triple H. While we're on the subject of Triple H, although the game is one of the most prolific competitors in WrestleMania history, with legendary matches against the likes of The Undertaker, John Cena, and Randy Orton, the King of Kings holds the unfortunate distinction of having the most losses in WrestleMania history with 13. 
record for most wins, of course, belongs to the dead man. The Undertaker, synonymous with WrestleMania, having competed 26 times on the grandest stage of them all. His streak of 21 consecutive WrestleMania wins may be the most untouchable record in all of sports entertainment. You should see me in the But even with the crushing streak-ending loss to Brock Lesnar and another to Roman Reigns, the Phenom's 24-2 record at the show of shows is far and away the best of all time. Speaking of time, the longest match in WrestleMania history took place at WrestleMania 12, the all-time classic 60-minute WWE Iron Man match between Shawn Michaels and Bret the Hitman Hart. One hour wasn't enough to determine a winner in that one, as a 0-0 tie at the end of the time limit forced the epic contest into overtime, where HBK scored the only fall of a match to win his first WWE Championship. The total time of the match? 61 minutes and 52 seconds. In terms of mere seconds, King Kong Bundy set the bar for the shortest match at WrestleMania at the very first one crushing S.D. Jones in 24 seconds. Other superstars would surpass the walking condominium, but none would do it faster than Kane, who steamrolled over Chavo Guerrero in 11 seconds to become ECW champion at WrestleMania 24. The Big Red Machine's new record would stand for eight WrestleManias until The Rock planted Eric Rowan into the canvas with a rock bottom to pick up a six-second victory at WrestleMania 32 in 2016. Will anyone try and shatter the Great One's electrifying record this year? Most superstars don't get to debut at WrestleMania, but out of the 407 competitors who have stepped foot on the grandest stage of them all, eight were making their WWE debuts as well. The team of Tenru and Katow were the first to do it at WrestleMania 7. Big E and Fandango were next at the 29th show of shows. Sting wrestled his first ever WWE match against Triple H two years later. Baron Corbin debuted by winning the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal the following year. And WrestleMania 34 saw the debuts of Nicholas, the youngest champion in WWE history, and the baddest woman on the planet, Ronda Rousey. Although it might be good to get your WrestleMania debut out of the way, don't take it for granted, because you never know when your next match at the show of shows might be. Just ask Tatanka, who made his first WrestleMania appearance in 1992 with a victory over Rick Martel. After defeating Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 9 one year later, he would not step foot on the grandest stage of them all again for 23 years when he was a surprise entrant in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal in 2016. That's the longest gap between WrestleMania appearances in history. It wouldn't be WrestleMania without the moments, and there's no moment greater than becoming WWE Champion. A title defense at WrestleMania usually does not bode well for the reigning champ. Out of 35 matches for the WWE title on the grandest stage of them all, 22 have seen a new champion crown. Will Daniel Bryan be one of the few to hang on to the title this year? Will any of these records fall? Who will be the next superstar to etch their name into the history books? Find out at WrestleMania 35. 
And we will find out at WrestleMania 35, Scott Slam. But we are an hour 45 away from WrestleMania 35. And the kickoff has started on the WWE Network. And all we've seen so far is six hosts. Pete Rosenberg, Pat McAfee, Charlie Crusoe, coaching JBL on page, talking through basically what started. But we've seen the stadium and the setting. Dan, what are your thoughts on it? It looks quite good. You know, it's quite a simplistic setting. But, you know, I don't want that to take away from what's going to happen in the ring. No, I don't, without a doubt, you know, I think the the thing about WrestleMania in New York is, for me, they've always been quite good ones, you know. So hopefully tonight, you know, we, it doesn't matter about what the kind of staging is. It matters, like you said, what happens in the ring. Uh, of course, last WrestleMania was WrestleMania 29, where it was in New York City. And uh, we found out we're going to have four kickoff matches now, haven't we? So We are, yes. But we are going to talk about it now as we uh, kind of run through the card. And let's start off with one of the first kickoff matches that we've got. Well, it looks like you can rule out the Hardy Boys challenging for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships at WrestleMania because they are among the 26 names announced for the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. So here's the list of names announced so far for the Battle Royal. We've got Braun Strowman. Colin Jost. Michael Che. Andrade. Apollo Crews. Titus O'Neil. Tyler Breeze. Jinder Mahal. Noe Jose. Bobby Roode. Chad Gable. Kalisto. Grand Metallic. Lince Dorado. Bo Dallas. Curtis Axel. Heath Slater. Rhino. Victor. Ali. Shelton Benjamin. Luke Gallows. Carl Anderson. And the aforementioned uh, Harley Boys as well. Otis. Tucker. And EC3. So a couple of my favourites treated like shit being put in that battle royal, okay? Does not make me happy here. I thought maybe they would be involved in the Raw tag team title match, but they are not. And it does get on my nerves. Is there any talent in there you would like to see actually have a proper match at WrestleMania, Dan? Um, The club. Uh, Andrade Cien, I mean, he's had some very good matches. Heavy Machinery, probably even EC3, you know, having a match against John Cena. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest casual at the moment for me is Braun Strowman being involved in there after becoming so close, you know, with Brock Lesnar with the Universal Championship and now being involved with Saturday Night Live. I know he's getting exposure, but at WrestleMania, he always gets shafted. What was Braun Strowman doing last year? You know, we already teaming up with fucking Nicholas, you know, so it's kind of like, what what, what are their plans? Uh, and they ain't a great tag team like Edge and Christian, you know, I've just joined the kickoff panel, we saw the New Day a minute ago as well, but look at this, I mean, there's so much underused talent here, you know, even Ali, we talk about Ali, would he have been in Kofi Kingston's position if it wasn't for the injury, you know? Most definitely, yeah, you know, I'd like to have said he would have been, but um, Kofi Kingston's kind of taken that baton and run with it deservedly so, I mean, 11 years... He definitely deserves to be in a title picture. Yeah, well, you got Jinder Mahal, former WWE champion. I can't remember who he beat for the WWE Championship, though, Dan. Do you remember at all? I think it's the bloke who beat Bobby Roode for the uh, US Championship uh, yeah. at Fastlane. Oh, right. So, yeah, that's Randy Orton, isn't it? You know, so you got them in there. But the Hardy Boys, is it a misuse of the Hardy Boys? Do they deserve a WrestleMania moment? Uh, they had their WrestleMania moment a couple of years ago. They've had WrestleMania moments in the past. I think it's good, you know, just keeping them on the low down for a little while. You know, they can't feature predominantly yeah. in every WrestleMania. That's true, I suppose. Well, we do predictions for this. We've got a prediction league, Dad. We'll explain to everybody because we'll be getting out of predictions in a little bit what it is. Yes, we have three prediction leagues. We have the WWE pay-per-view prediction league. We have the 
NXT Prediction League and we have the Bonus Prediction League as well. Yeah, and of course, at the moment, pay-per-view-wise, I'm 3 and 1 when it comes to this. But I've never lost a WrestleMania, so I'm quite happy tonight thinking that my streak is intact at the moment. So we shall see as we get there. Uh, so who have you gone for in the, the Male Battle Royal, Andre Giant? I'm not telling you. You're not going to tell me. We wait until the match happens and we get our predictions out. I don't want to blow my wad too early. Fair enough, fair enough. Well, the female superstars of Raw, SmackDown Live and NXT will compete in the second annual Women's WrestleMania Battle Royal. <coughs> Sorry, what's it called? Well, we're going we're to we're start calling it the China Memorial Battle Royal uh, out of respect for the ninth wonder of the world. It's not our calling, by the way. It was something that X-Pac brought up during the Hall of Fame ceremony. Yeah, but X-Pac said it, but we're going to run with it, Dan. Oh, you okay. see? We're going to take the baton exactly. and just run for the finish line. Well, last year's inaugural China Women's Battle Royal left Naomi feeding the glow when she emerged victorious in a groundbreaking match on the grandest stage of them all. Will she make it two in a row? Or will another superstar be determined enough to battle through the bedlam and propel herself into the spotlight? Well, so far, the following superstars confirmed for the All Out Melee are... A Fall from Grace from Oscar. Oh, my God. Carmella. Naomi. Lana. Mandy Rose. Sonya Deville. Nikki Cross. Dana Brooke. Ruby Riot. Liv Morgan. Sarah Logan. Mickey James. And Zelina Vega. And you talk about talent in that. There are so many. I mean, Nikki Cross came, has come up from, uh, you know, being called up main roster and literally has had nothing to, you know, nothing to do either, which is really, really disappointing, you know. Is there anybody in any battle royal that you would like to see <laughs> use more of? Uh well, Oscar, Carmella, you know, she's had a couple of goodish matches. Naomi, Ruby Riot, I mean she was brilliant down in NXT since coming up, she's kind of fallen flat. I think we're out of shadow of a doubt she's fallen flat, you know. And you talk about the treatment of Oscar. I mean, why not have a SmackDown Women's Championship? We've already got like 16 matches here, you know what I mean? You could have had that one and it would have made sense. Uh, Zelina Vega as well has been a great talent. And I think Nikki Cross has kind of been the real misused one here. Uh, but we move on, and it looks like Buddy Murphy, Dan, your Cruiserweight champion is coming out here to defend his championship against Tony Nee. So why don't you open up our predictions whilst we're here then, and we'll give everybody who's listening a little bit of a treat. Because like I said, we do predictions for every single paper, and at the moment, I am, uh, well, handing it to Dan, so to speak. Uh, but it'll be interesting tonight, as the Premier Athlete coming out here. Don't forget, he looks like a heavyweight, fights like a cruiserweight and it's me to go first in this one as well so i've got to tell you who i've gone for in this match but dan are you looking forward to this match um it has a potential to be a, a good match yes you know especially with tony nice being in it as well you know he's uh he's very well deserved of being in the cruiserweight picture but, uh, it, i hope he does well and becomes new Cruiserweight champion. Yeah, well, prediction-wise, it's not going to surprise you, but I have gone for, and still, your Cruiserweight champion, my friend, Muddy Murphy. I knew you was going to do that, and I thought I'd counteract you and go for Murphy as well. All right, even so. though I'd like to see Tony Nese winning it. No, that's, that's, that's fair enough. So, uh, of course, we'll bring you the Cruiserweight Championship match in full at the next uh, WNR in April, where we have our kind of 25 Live update. And speaking of the Cruiserweight Championships, well, there's been a lot of build-up to this, so we'll go back and catch up with 205 Live.
So episode 122, and this is the 26th of March, and Buddy Murphy cuts a promo for the Performance Centre, saying that he's there to protect Tony Nese and his title match. He knows Tony is coming for revenge, and he doesn't want to hurt him. The attack last week was just a warning, and he thinks Nice is great, but he's the greatest cruiserweight of all time, and he's talking. And, oh my God, look who's behind Buddy Murphy in the window, Dan. There's Tony Nice. And where's he gone? Oh, oh, my God. Well, he attacks his former buddy, Buddy. <laughs> and he's going right after Murphy. And now here we go, trainers, EMTs, officials, referees fight. And there was some bad blood here. And what a cool visual that was with Nice appearing behind. Yeah, that looks absolutely lush. And uh, it kind of changes up the story. You know, these two guys, best friends, hanging around together all the time and... Uh, Buddy Murphy screwed his friend over, like the twat that he is. Well, I tell you what, I, I don't usually have a go at Buddy Murphy, but it might come back to haunt him if Nice keeps uh, going on like this and trying to gain momentum. We'll move on to our next episode then. Yeah, that's 123 on the fourth of, uh, on the 2nd of April. And Tony Nice is interviewed backstage and says there's no pressure on him because nobody expects him to win. But Buddy Murphy knows deep down that if anybody can beat him, it's Nice. And last week he was hiding because he knows. Oh, it's Buddy Murphy from behind. Oh, this is retribution from last week and the attack that happened here, Dan. Well, no, actually, James, he deserves it because he was the one that instigated the attack. Well, it doesn't matter now. Murphy's going to take out Anissa backstage, of course, and there's bad blood between these men. Oh, no. He's turning it around, throwing him into sound equipment, boxes, and all the backstage stuff there. Well, Murphy's trying to fight off and... And this is disgusting by Nice. They've disappeared. And, uh, well. It's disgusting by Nice for defending himself. Oh, come on now. He started this. You know, if he went to challenge Buddy Murphy for his cruiserweight title, you know what the cruiserweight challenge is. Well, why are people Murphy. on 205 Live if they're not going to challenge for the richest prize on the fucking brand? Well, I'm not here to argue with you, Dan. I'm just saying it's a bit unfair. Well, it's pointless arguing with idiots because it's just fighting a losing cause, and I'm just lowering myself. Wait a minute. They're coming brawling out to the arena now. And referees down. Um, no trainers and EMTs just yet, though. And Murphy's got the advantage right now. And he's not finished yet on the attack for Nice. Maybe it's Tony Nice's biggest mistake to get Buddy Murphy involved. Now look at the big knees by your Cruiserweight champion. Well, I think um, the crowd's going to firmly be behind Tony Nice in this match. I don't know what you think. Well, I think it is. I thought, you know, I think Nice looks quite good. Like this. His T-shirt's just been ripped. Here comes Murphy. Oh, but Nice sidesteps Buddy Murphy's onslaught and he hits a trainer. And Tony Nese bouncing Murphy's head off the LED screen. Oh, come on. There's no need for that. Where are the officials? Well, Nice has got to be careful. If I was Drake Maverick, I'll take away his opportunity. Boom! Running Nese. Well, Tony Nese has just knocked out your Cruiserweight champion. And he's looking at the WrestleMania sign and thinking, yeah, maybe I will leave Cruiserweight champion. I'll tell you what, if he hits it like that, it may well be over. Dan, what are your thoughts on all this? James, you piss into the wind, it comes back to get you. And that is exactly what Buddy Murphy has done. He has pissed into a storm. And not Tony Storm, but Tony Nice. My God. Well, I cannot wait for that match, but we'll catch up on 205 Live properly on the WNR for April. But that is it for now. And the match is ongoing at the moment on kickoff, and it's been a fantastic account. And your cruiserweight champion 
is still fighting with everything he's got, even though he's bloody and uh, beaten at the moment. But let's run through the card then. Let's just start properly. And one of the main events, that's not the main event, one of the matches that everybody's going to be talking about is the Universal Championship at Seth Rollins versus Brock Lesnar. We're going to look at what happened to either Raw or SmackDown in the previous week and, and, and what went down, Dan. Well, Seth Rollins sands tall over Brock Lesnar. Lesnar stood in the ring as Paul Heyman recounted his history of big wins at WrestleMania. Rollins ran out to tell him that no one in WWE, from the fans to the locker room, wants him here. Yeah, laugh it up, big boy, Rollins said. I know you don't give a damn about anyone else but you. Although he admitted it was impossible, improbable, Rollins declared victory over Lesnar wasn't impossible. Well, after Lesnar laughed in his face and attempted to walk away, Rollins attacked with a kick to the side of the leg. Lesnar landed a German suplex for Rollins escapes an F5 attempt and hit with a low blow. A super kick and a stomp followed as Rollins stood tall over Lesnar and held up his opponent's Universal Championship. Warned during a backstage interview he would be disqualified for such actions on Sunday, Rollins answers, well, yeah, he had it coming. Besides, I'm not a champion yet. So what do you think of the altercation between the two on Raw? Well, you know, he's uh, he has pissed off the beast incarnate. He will be coming for blood. And we've seen Brock Lesnar have probably the best matches, especially of his in the last few years, against a smaller guy. So, you know, you kind of expect something like that to happen tonight. Yeah, I'll be, you know, beyond the shadow without you hope for that. What's a bit weird is usually with Lesnar's title defences, the challenger will get the upper hand the week before, and it means that Lesnar... Uh, retained you know hopefully that doesn't mean that tonight what are you hoping for i know we're hoping for a kind of great match between two but will lesnar really care you know will he really give seth rollins everything he's got here just because it's a smaller opponent you know is it is there any point in lesnar being around or would you rather see him lose the championship and then him being done with wwe or do you think there's still value in brock lesnar I still think there's a, a bit of value in Brock Lesnar, you know, especially like the name factor and the fact that he is a beast. And, you know, the way he's playing this hill, because, you know, obviously he does care something about the business. So, you know, I think them putting this into him, it's, you know, it's part of the character traits of Lesnar and it's trying to get the fans to hate him just that little bit more. So it kind of, you know, it makes you want him to lose. But, you know, it would be a sorry sight for him to go. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. When used correctly, Lesnar would be great, but he's just kind of been wasted at the moment. And his kind of attitude as well has not been great. And that might be WWE's fault. But, you know, it's weird with Seth Rollins because he's one of these guys that, you know, a lot of people, you know, get hate. And I'm not saying, you know, to dish out the hate. But when you think of Rollins, he's loved by almost everybody. And when you consider like Triple H and management really like Rollins and you look at his record you talk about you know pushed guys wherever like this Rollins has got as good a record as Rollins uh, as Reigns even win percent wise and stuff like this and now in that way and it's weird that they're embracing him why do you think they are embracing Seth Rollins the way like well the way he is Dan uh, I think he's a, he's a character that could definitely play a very good baby face and an awesome heel as well. You know, we saw it when uh, Triple H took him into kind of his corporation stable. Was it was they called the authority? Then? The yeah. authority, similar thing. Um, and you know, and he played the heel, the cowardly heel, very well. And he can also play a fighting champion and a fighting challenger very good as well. So, you know, he is certainly a multi-tool athlete. Quite 
competent on the mic as well. Yeah, I think maybe it's a thing because he's had like kind of Ring of Honor experience and stuff like that. He ticks the boxes of the kind of hardcore fan, so to speak. And plus, like the WWE, like the way he look, you know, his look. He talk about people beating Brock Lesnar. Seth Rollins can actually say he's walked out of a WrestleMania. You know, beating Lesnar, even though he wasn't the man pinned, he still took his WWE Championship WrestleMania 31. And does that play into the story here tonight? Is it actually Brock Lesnar who's looking for a bit of retribution on Rollins, you know? It could very well look that way. You know, uh, Brock Lesnar, he was obviously embarrassed by him and uh, he was made to look foolish by him as well. You know, cashing in his Money in the Bank briefcase and, uh, you know, getting it that route. But it should be an interesting match. Well, out of shadow of a doubt, you know, it should be a good one. Whereabouts in the card do you think it's going to be? Do you think it's going to be... The, the, or do you think it's going to be, you know, at, just before the end? Where? Whereabouts? I think it is going to be... Uh, the, not the last match, obviously. Not the second to last match, but the third to last match. I was thought it going to be like a little filler match in between yeah. them and then... Have that well. Let's hope. Let's hope for the right result, you know. Because, like I say, the Universal Championship's on the line, and with Lesnar, he hasn't had the best of records. But when you think about another championship, you know, the WWE title, fine. Ever since he kind of turned in heel and being champion, he's been fantastic, isn't he? You know. It's again, you know, it's certainly a, a huge character development for Daniel Bryan, someone who was majorly loved by the WWE Universe and every single person in the arena, you know, chanting yes for him, cheering him on when he, like, you know, he was yeah, in uh, the Greatest Battle Royal for such a long time and kind of persevered through everything to become what he is and, you know, just to be universally hated just like that. Yeah, I, I think that's the beauty of Daniel Bryan, you know, Kind of been so loved when he returned, and yet now, kind of it being really hated in the kind of the change of the WWE Championship belt, uh, and the kind of with Roan as well being helped out, and he's kind of really dislikable. And then you kind of got the other side of it as well, the story of Kofi Kingston coming in, and you know even with Ali's injury as we mentioned about it, Kingston finally getting this opportunity after eleven years. What have you thought of Kofi Kingston's kind of a groundswell, kind of yes movement that has happened this year? But did you ever expect it? I honestly didn't see it coming. It was, uh, you know, a bolt out of the blue. He took an opportunity I, with Ali being injured, had probably one of the best matches of his career in the Elimination Chamber, coming up just short and rightfully so, earning his way into the WWE title match against Daniel Bryan. Well, I say he earned it that night, but he had to fight off a load of superstars uh, to kind of do it. Came up just short. And then it was the Biggie and Xavier Woods that kind of helped get him into that position by winning their match. Yeah. One bit of light during that bit was uh, when the Usos kind of came out and said, no, no, we respect you enough to kind of let you go through and get on with it, you know. Uh, and I think maybe they went a step, uh, not too uh, when Kofi had the first gauntlet match, you know, he should have maybe qualified for it then. It didn't need to put a kind of another obstacle in his way. And I think... They've kind of overcooked it, a bit like the women's, you know, main event as well, a little bit uh, where they could have left it basic. But I still think, you know, when you consider Kofi Kingston as a guy mid cards or you know wherever it was with New Day, now finally main event and been embraced by the fans as well. It's a fantastic thing, you know. Uh, what are your expectations of Kingston versus Brian match wise? Anyway, again, this is a match that should definitely 
bring the roof down if there was a roof on top of the place, but there's not because it's in a stadium. But it it should be a hugely entertaining match. Um, both these guys have been around for quite a while. You know, they know what each what each other's capable of. They both embrace their personalities, and yeah, you know, they're both huge fan favourites. Yeah. Talk about what happened on SmackDown where it comes to Kofi Kingston and Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan talked down Kofi Kingston being a bystander in his life, allowing New Day to push him to the top. Bryan said the fans chanted just for him and they chant Kofi for him. Bryan then called fans parasites. Bryan said this is the best it's ever going to be for Kofi. Kofi got the mic and said Bryan said he's ready. Kofi said Bryan is scared because he knows what comes next and that Kofi's becoming WWE champion. Now, do you believe Kofi Kingston, without giving your predictions away too much, will be WWE champion by the end of the night? I believe he has a very, very good chance of becoming WWE champion tonight. If my head's not sure, my heart definitely wants Kofi to walk out here as new champ. Uh, Before we move on to our next match, we've just had possibly the biggest shock uh, in in professional wrestling history here tonight, uh, Buddy Murphy has just lost his cruiserweight championship to Tony Nice. So does that mean Nice is your cruiserweight yeah. champion? And fair play to Tony Nice to beat here. Uh, I knew Nice was good. I've always liked Tony Nice as well, and to beat someone as good as Murphy, he's just joined him on that top tier in the cruiserweight division. I hate to say though, James, he did beat him relatively easy. Not easy. It was. It was just the money. I told he you. He managed to get the foot on the bottom ropes after yeah. um, Murphy's law. Murphy's law. But hit the running knees. I did say if Nice was on two hundred five live, he would have got the job done, and that's happened. But what I like about it is now we got uh, Sal Valcana and Q, the Impractical Jokers. You're a really big fan of the Impractical Jokers, aren't you, Dan? As well. I can't stand them talentless, annoying bunch of. No, they're nice, Dan. All right, I don't mind the Impractical Jokers. Uh, I, I think fair play to them. All right, so let's continue the card. We've still got three more matches on kickoff, but we'll talk about it now. And it's the WWE United States Championship match: Rey Mysterio versus. Or will it be Rey Mysterio? I mean, it it looked like he suffered an injury after his last match. So will he be able to participate in this? Will there be someone standing in for him? Well, we're just not sure. We have got bonus prediction on the line. It's just in case there is a replacement. Of course, Mysterio is facing Corbin uh, on Raw. We'll get onto that in a little bit. But Joe beat Ali on SmackDown with the um, Kikini the Clutch. And uh, Joe has been very dominant as United States champion. And he, I should feel excited for this more, but is Mysterio Joe still a dream match? I think it is, yes. Both these guys, again, you know, if if they'd have had this match five, maybe ten years ago, it probably would have been built a lot higher on the card for, you know, probably a bit more than United States cha- title. But a dominant Joe is something that we've wanted to see for a long while since he was... You know, since he came up from NXT. And Rey Mysterio, the, this past few months since he's come back, he has looked better than he has yeah. throughout his whole career. You know, we're going back 20 years watching him killing it in the ring. And watching him now, it's just like watching him then. Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. And I tell you something now, with uh, Nice just winning, all bets are off when it comes to this WrestleMania. I said to you before this, I said it, it looks like it can go a certain way. But if they do change it, we're all fucked. So God knows what could happen. 
I've, I would suspect Joe would walk out United States champion, but now it could be the Hong Kong man and walk out. I don't know <laughs> what could happen with the replacements or anything like this. But are you excited for Mysterio versus Joe? It, yeah, I am slightly, but, you know, it could be a hugely dominating match from Samoa Joe. It could be a Rey Mysterio versus JBL that we've had at a WrestleMania before. So, you know... It, it's it again. It depends what route WWE are going to go down. Yeah, exactly. Without a doubt, but it's still an interesting matchup to have at WrestleMania, and the secondary title will, uh, Raw will be up for grabs, and it'll be the WWE Cup Championship match with Finn Balor versus Bobby Lashley. Yes, and Finn Balor promises the Demon will be at WrestleMania. During an in-ring interview, Leo Rush called Finn Balor's victory last week a fluke, and Lashley expressed just how scared of Balor's alter ego he wasn't. Balor suddenly appeared on the big screen and morphed into his dark character, complete with face paint and his tongue stuck out. I've always been a guy who had demons, Balor said. At WrestleMania, my demon will be your nightmare. And with that, Finn Balor fans around the world burst into tears because the demon will make his first appearance at a WrestleMania. Uh, the undefeated The undefeated demon. demon. The demon character is fantastic. Have they used it correctly? And have they used Finn Balor correctly since he's uh, been in WWE? Um, yeah, I think, you know, it is good keeping Finn Balor. They're keeping him a bit low-key, but they're still using him in, you know, it's it's not an undercard match, is it? You know, it is for the Intercontinental Championship. So, you know, it's not as if he's toiling away in a battle royal or going against a match for... You know, going against someone for no apparent mm. reason. No, that is, that is true. Uh, but, you know, I think this match had a chance to be really, really short. You know, I, I think with the demon involved, it might. If they. I tell you what. Kind of like what they've done with Corbin. Uh, what about, Dan? What about Lashley beats a demon? How would you think people will react for that? They would go <laughs> fucking mental. They would break the internet if the demon was to lose. As for Finn Balor's main event talent, I just don't think it's there. Okay, then. So, Bobby Lashley beating the Demon, would that be the biggest upset possible for tonight at WrestleMania? Barring what we've just seen in the first match, yeah. So, yes, it would. Be. So I, I, I can't, I, you know what I mean? But we don't know what is going to happen here tonight. But again, with the Demon involved, it should be a great match, you know? Uh, we're having on the live kickoff now as well. We've got the Women's Battle Royal. We talked about all the participants earlier. And, of course, Dan, it's your time for predictions. So who have you gone for in this match? I have gone for Lacey Evans. I think she's actually going to make it to the ring. And not only is she going to make it to the ring, but she's going to make it to the end of the Women's or the or China Memorial Battle Royal and win it. This is how she's going to stamp her mark. On WWE. And I hate to say it, but I love Oscar. I love Oscar, but the mistreatment of her has been disgusted. Disgusting. I mean, we've seen 20 women coming out of that entrances. At least Naomi and Oscar have had one. But I still think they're not going to treat Oscar right, and that's why I have gone Lacey Evans. We are nil-nil to start off. Maybe this won't be the most successful WrestleMania of all time. Let's see if Evans will even be in this match. Can we even see her at this moment? I can't even see her at this moment in time. And uh, for the bonus prediction point, are we going to reveal them now, or are we going to wait until after? Uh, we can reveal that later. Don't worry about that. We'll do it all later. Um, so we've got the women's match going on now. And speaking of women, let's talk about the fight 4 way for the W Women's Tag Team Championships. It's the iconic 
The Iconics versus the Hall of Fame of Beth Phoenix and Natalia versus Tima Snooker and Nia Jax versus Banks and Bailey. Well, Banks and Bailey and Natalia and Beth Phoenix defeated the Iconics, Nia Jax and Tamina Snooker in a match designed to give Phoenix shine during her in-ring return to Raw for the first time in six years. The Glamazon looked like she hadn't missed a beat during retirement. Tempers flared throughout between the four babyface members paired up on the same team. The finish came after Phoenix hit a grand slam on Peyton Royce for the pin. After the match, Phoenix and Natalia stared down the bottom. As a preview for tonight. Yeah, and I mean, Beth Phoenix, I'm a huge fan of her, obviously in her Hall of Fame, and a great talent as well, the Glamazon, you know. Uh, she, she's been one of my kind of favourites throughout the years. Uh, as for the Women's Tag Team Championship, has it really popped since it started, Dan? It hasn't really, no. Um, you know, it had quite an impressive match at Elimination Chamber, but it's it's been kept quite low-key. I think it has, and you know what I would like about it? Because the Iconics are good for the SmackDown tag team. I would get rid of Snooker and Jax and put in the Sky Pirates in there, and I think if the Sky Pirates got involved, I mean, imagine that match. You know what I mean? Those four women would be awesome, wouldn't it? Oh, that would be a hugely entertaining match for sure, yeah. Yeah, and I, I think the Sky Pirates involved in that would make sense. But I think the tag team match in itself would be excited. What are your thoughts on this match? No, no, the women's tag team title match. Oh, sorry. Um, Dan, Dan is getting carried away with the action at the moment. We'll talk to you about that after we've done our run for the card. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, you know, I agree with you. I think Nia Jackson, Tamina Snicker are going to be a bit out of place in it. The Iconics definitely deserve to be there. Natalia and Beth Phoenix, especially for nostalgia reasons. Um, Banks and Bailey, you know, they're they're a hugely successful tag team. Very, very over. I'm not sure who's going to be more over out of Beth Phoenix and Natalia and Banks and Bailey. You know, I think that's going to be a bit of a competition. The Iconics, you absolutely are. Oh, I love mm. to hate them. I think they're, yeah. you know, hugely entertaining. And, yeah, they're just brilliant. Without a shadow of a doubt, you know, they they are brilliant. And I think they're going to boss and hug. But how much time will they have? I'm not sure how ma- how long the match will go on for. I think there's an ability there to have a great one. But I think it's going to be difficult when you've got to kind of cram in so many matches. And I think if you look at the card as well, I don't think since WrestleMania 16, have you had so just so many multi-person matches when you consider Battle Royals and, and Fatal 4-Way matches. And speaking of another Fatal 4-Way match, for the SmackDown Tag Team titles, it's Vicochet, Ali B versus Sheamus and Cesaro versus Rusev and Nakamura versus the Usos, who are, of course, champions. Yes, Ali B, Ricochet and the Usos defeated The Bar, Nakamura and Rusev. Jey Uso earned the pin for after connecting on a super kick alongside Jimmy Uso on Rusev. After the match, Bliss announced that the Usos would defend the SmackDown Tag Team titles in a fatal four-way Tag Team Championship match against Ali B and Ricochet, Nakamura and Rusev and The Bar. Yeah, and this kind of came out of nowhere, you know. It was a bit of a surprise uh, because the Revival had been feuding with Black and uh, Ricochet. So was this the right decision? Should they have been in the Raw Tag Team match or the SmackDown Tag Team match? I think this is the right decision. It kind of... Uh, it gives them all a bit of exposure. These are all highly talented performers. All eight of these guys, I believe. Yeah, I think so. But I think for me, not to disagree with you just because I like disagreeing with you, but I think with the story of the revival in the past few weeks, 
I thought it kind of could have gone somewhere as opposed to just being put in with uh, Hawkins and Ryder as opposed to Ricochet and Black. And I think if the match had been for the Raw Tag Team titles, there's more chance of Ricochet and uh, Black walking away as champions, I think, with the four teams involved. I mean, you have been involved in uh, tag titles for uh, WrestleMania now for the past like four or five years. It's been an incredible run. Had, does this match have the potential to steal the show? Again, with Ali being Ricochet in the match, it definitely does. You know, we saw what they could achieve on uh, Friday night against the War Raiders. They helped elevate their status for us. And, you know, the Usos again, I think them them four will certainly gel, gel very well together. Shinsuke Nakamura and Rusev, especially them two on their right day, they could certainly add something to the match. And, you know, you've got the hugely talented Seamus and Cesaro as yeah. well. I mean, you got to think it's a bit of a shame for Nakamura and Rusev. We can see that Nakamura was fighting for the W Championship last year at WrestleMania. And even Rusev, you know, US title match, but still, you know, kind of dropped down. Uh, is there main event hope for Nakamura? Or still even? I think there is, yes. Um, de- well, they definitely deserve it anyway. But... You know, with such a stacked main event talent on the roster, it's good keeping them, you know, on the back burner, keep them floating about somewhere. And then, you know, when the time is right, boom, execute them and put them to that main event status. Yeah, well, let's hope so, you know, because Nakamura is a star when used correctly. And Rusev is just thoroughly entertaining as well, you know. And Cesaro as well. You You know, you can't not mention him. I mean, the only person who has achieved WWE Championship is Sheamus. Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. And I don't think Sheamus is going to be there anytime soon either. So we'll see what happens. Anyway, moving on to our next match. And it's no holds barred. It's Triple H versus Batista. And on Raw, Batista cuts straight to the point promo on Triple H. Yes, entering the arena, cheers in his home city of Washington, D.C. Batista threw to a video package showing his history of defeating Triple H over the years in big matches including the main event of WrestleMania 21 in 2005. The voice of Batista echoed over the video, saying, But you never beat me. Batista then grabbed the mic to deliver, Hunter, kiss my ass," before a mic drop and emphatically walking off. I mean, for me, this was simple, brilliant and effective, and that's how you deliver a message as efficiently as possible without wasting any time in a really packed episode. WWE not only raised the anticipation of a match between two guys hovering around the age 50 that one year ago would have met with groans. The promotion deserves credit for these two avoiding physical contact of any kind until Sunday. That is old school. But what are your thoughts on the match, Dan? Um, it's a match that probably no one wanted to see and no one really cares about. It's probably my least favourite match on the card. Really? Yeah. Oh, well, I think I think it, w- it is, yeah. It's a match that probably about five or six years ago, yeah, it probably would have held a bit of steed. But, you know, obviously Batista's a huge, successful movie star now and Triple H is a COO responsible for NXT. So, you know, they both got elevation status to their name. But, yeah, yeah you know, it's... Eh. But I think, I think it's weird, though, because apparently uh, 
Triple H thought he's going to have WrestleMania off, and McMahon called him and said, "I need you for WrestleMania." So if Vince McMahon's thinking that, then maybe you know it, it, he thinks Triple H has got the star power. You've got a you know a couple of guarantees tonight. That match is not going to go short, is it? You know what I mean? That's going to get a long ass match, nearly twenty minutes, I suppose. And also Triple H's entrance and entrance. He always likes to have a grand WrestleMania entrance, doesn't he? You know, he does indeed. Yeah. So uh, I mean. Like we say, if if we're, we're not looking forward to it, then maybe it can deliver when we're not expecting it, you know. Maybe. Uh, maybe, just maybe. Exactly. Well, let's move on to shout-outs. Yes, uh, Thomas Piali. WWE Championship, done. US Championship, done. IC Championship, done. World Tag Team, Raw Tag Team Championship, done. Money in the Bank, done. Universal Championship, very soon. Slay the Beast, Seth. A diehard fan of yours. All the best for WrestleMania. Oh, so that's Tom thinking. Uh, I think he wants Lesnar to win that one. No, no, I think it's Seth Rollins. I'm not sure. Uh, so he wants Rollins to win that one. Uh, Jesse Gonzalez says, uh, throughout everything when Seth or Roman's in a match, I'm always going to say this sentence no matter what we, whatever. We want Ambrose. We want Ambrose. We want Ambrose. I want Ambrose. Do you, do you, do you think WrestleMania's missing because Ambrose is not on the card? Uh, I think he is going to miss Ambrose, yeah. I, I don't think so. I mean, if you look at the way he's been on Raw recently, look at his kind of WrestleMania appearances, you know, that kind of shit match against Brock Lesnar a couple of years ago. I don't know. I think Dean Ambrose would be good if he can go away and maybe get a little bit motivated and then maybe come back, at, you know, as a kind of a little bit different for me anyway. Yeah. But, you know, it's... We're still. I'm still unsure whether he is actually going to leave. Personally, no. Well, so I, I think he's definitely gone. But anyway, we move on to the next shout out. Yes, uh, Hussein. Randy is damn right. When he was at AJ Styles' age, he was facing the Undertaker and becoming the world, uh, the youngest world heavyweight champion. But he still didn't get the respect he deserves. And look at AJ Styles. Yeah, I mean that is true. You know. Uh, we should just say, because oh, I'm getting off the action a little bit here, Oscar's just been eliminated by Sarah Logan, and it's Carmella and Logan, the final two. And it looks like it's going to end things here now. It's the way they're doing it here tonight. Uh, John Rocker Newstead said, Damn, I can't imagine this will be last match of my hero, Batista. Come on, Animal, finish the game. So he loves the Batista, but it's not Batista's last match, though, is it? I don't think it is, no. I know Triple H has put his career on the yeah. line if he loses, but I don't remember Batista putting his career. It might well be the last match for Batista. Yeah, I mean, and, and the thing is, right, if, if people want to see, kind of like, you know, no one likes Batista, we've got a message here to prove it, you know. So, there you go. What's happened, Dan? You've got a crazy look in your eyes. Um, <laughs> well, Carmella has just won... The China Memorial Battle Royal. Wow, there you go. So, Lacey Evans wasn't even in it. Was Carmella your bonus pick? No, she wasn't. There we go, there we go. So, uh, who was your bonus pick? Oscar. There we go. So, neither... Yours? Uh, Lacey Lane again. Lacey Lane? Lacey Evans. Lacey Evans, sorry, wasn't even a match. I might have actually put Lacey Lane. If that's the case, I was wrong on both counts because Lacey Lane is actually in NXT. So, there you go. Move on to the next shout-out, Dan. Yes, uh, Abby Dodson, respect the rivals' mentality on the art of tag team wrestling. I hope that the rumours of new WWE tag team title designs are true and that are the team to capture them. 
and a world tag team title designed for the Usos, different championships, no duplicates. I mean, that makes sense. I hate the way the tag team titles look at the moment, though, don't you? They do, yes. I think, you know, aside from the uh, Cruiserweight Championship, they all look horribly plastic and nasty. Yeah, it doesn't look right. I mean, look at that trophy as well for the women's. That is horribly plasticky that and is nasty. ghastly, yes. Yeah. No, that's Carmella. Oh, sorry, my bad. to the trophy. Oh, is that Matt Bloom? No, that's her dad. Anyway, we move on. Alex Madrino says, The Boston Hug Connection and Arrival are my favourites. Sasha and Bailey retain the women's tag team titles at WrestleMania, and I want to see them against Trish and Lita in a past versus present at SummerSlam. Wow, would that be an interesting matchup? I think it would be an interesting matchup, but, you know, I think we want to kind of look towards the future as opposed to the past. You know, Trish and Lita have had their time, they've had their swan songs. You know, I think it is. Um, it's about time we see some new, fresh faces for the Titans. You know, as you suggested, the Sky Pirates. Yeah, I, I think you know we want to see people like that involved. Noel, I think that would be great. Uh, Damien Codrington. The build-up wasn't the best, but that doesn't tarnish my opinion that this will go down as the best women's match in history, and maybe even one of the best main events in history. I'm ready. Well, so he's ready. Has it got the potential to be the greatest match of WrestleMania history? I say no, and maybe not even the best women's match, just because on the sing- in a singles match it might have worked. I don't know. With Rousey involved, it it might be. The crowd are going to be hot for it, hopefully, if they really get behind Lynch. And I think that's something that has affected women's matches, in cruiserweight matches, and all different sorts of stuff throughout the years, is when the crowd's not fully behind them. So the atmosphere will be there tonight, you know? Oh, most definitely. But you look back at one of probably, I think, the best women's matches of all time was Bailey versus Charlotte. And the crowd was hot for it. Both women were hot for it in the ring as well. You know, they was both on point and it was an absolute great match. Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt, you know. So that'd be great. Uh, and so we move on and Daniel Mello says, Corbin sucks. Angle is a wrestling god. Thanks for the memories, Kurt. I mean, Kurt Angle's one of my favourite wrestlers. He was up there uh, number one, basically. But, James, you did say, you did predict, a f- you know, a few years ago that Corbin is a guaranteed heavyweight champion. Did you or did you not? I did, and we'll get on to Corbin in a bit because we're going to have a mass debate uh, in a minute about that. Uh, I just want to talk about Kurt Angle for for a second because he is a true legend, one of my favourite wrestlers. We've done a superstar profile about him. Uh, And what better way than WWE pay tribute than a fantastic video that they had on Raw recently. We're just going to play that now. Here's a guy that won a gold medal with a broken freaking neck. Well-rounded's not even the word. He'd excelled at every aspect of the game. Somebody like Kurt Angle comes along like once in every two generations. He's something special. As soon as Kurt addressed the three eyes, Intensity, integrity, and intelligence. I thought Kurt could really make it. Champion, intercontinental champion, six-time 
world champion. The biggest thing is Kurt's ability to poke fun at himself and the openness to do whatever. Jimmy grabbed corn and I don't care. I'm just a sexy Kurt. Woo, 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 woo. I make your ankle hurt. I feel like a real cowboy. Yippee Kaye. I found these pictures. Check it out. To be able to tell the stories that guy did, just one of the most talented guys I've ever been in the ring with. I broke my neck again. I couldn't keep myself together. And I left. I never thought I'd be back. Please welcome home the one, the only, Kurt Angle. You gotta make moments because they last forever. WrestleMania, I will compete in my farewell match. I'd like to thank every superstar I shared the locker room with, but most importantly, I want to thank each and every one of you. I was born to win an Olympic gold medal, but I think my destiny was to come here in the WWE and entertain the fans. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. And what a tribute to Kurt Angle that was indeed. And I would say, Daniel Mello, credit to the Olympic gold medal. Um, out cold fella. You like that name, don't you, James? Yeah. Been in the game for 11 long years and Kofi finally got his shot at that big title for WrestleMania. Kofi better do that unthinkable and continue to live that moment while he has the chance. The lights are on you. Don't blow it. Yeah, don't fuck it up, Kofi, tonight. And do you know what I loved about the Hall of Fame last night? We didn't mention it. When Booker T turned to Kofi Kingston and said, tomorrow, you know, Brian's ass, which kind of really made you know feel like it's big fight feel to it as well. And I cannot wait for Kingston versus Daniel Bryan. And I hope they don't fuck it up either. But as we've seen tonight, you know we don't know what could happen. WWE like to throw curveball every now and again. I think they're just cramming people into the um the behind the desk as well. David Utunga, Jerry King, Lawyer, Shawn Michaels is there now, dressed in a very fetching um. Well, yeah, a, a white t-shirt. He's wearing a tie though, James. Yes, no, very, very no. And uh, with his hat on, we still don't know he's bald, which is great. Anyway, moving on to the next shout uh, Jose Ramirez, we spoke about earlier. He says, I want to see Finn Balor's a demon. Just imagine the entrance. And the entrance tonight should be epic, Dan. It should be absolutely amazing. The whole, I hope the whole stadium just lights up and, you know, everyone's standing tall on their feet for Finn Balor. I know you're not his biggest fan, but I do appreciate everything he brings to the ring. I appreciate him, I just don't think he's main event level talent. And I mean, that's an argument for another day, I know. Well, he's not in the main event, James. Yeah, I know. And that's why, because he will never get the main event. People go, he should be WWE Universal Champion, then he shouldn't be. He's in the Cornell Champion level. But again, I'm not arguing about that. Well, before you go off on one of your tangents and your huge rants, I'm going to go on to the next shout-out. Amanda Grofman. If Rousey is leaving after WrestleMania, she better not be the winner. 
If she's staying, don't have an issue. We're already pissed about Lesnar remaining, always retaining. So that would be the final straw for Imagine a world where Lesnar and Rousey walk out as champion here tonight. I, I, I can't see it. There will be a there will be a riot, I feel, with what we've seen about Becky Lynch. Not Ruby Riot, though. Not Ruby with Riot. With two Ts. No, not two Ts. She got eliminated earlier in the Women's Battle Royal. The China Memorial Battle Royal. Uh, but Ronda Rousey, it's always interesting. You know, anything can happen. Charlotte could be the chosen one here. And I think, is that why we love professional wrestling? You know, get really philosophical about it. Yeah, anything can really happen, even though we say it's, you know, always predetermined. We know it's going to... Do we really know? No. Us experts, you know. Anyway, Danny DJ Styles said, Ricochet, for me, is so underrated by the WWE. It's an excellent high flyer. You need a single run in the main roster, no a tag team. Dan, do you believe he should be no tag team? He is... I don't think he's being underrated by the WWE. I think that, again, you know, they're just breaking him in gently. They're not thrusting him straight into the main main event picture because it happened many many times before and it fails i think gradually bringing him in i don't want to see him get you know instantly buried all the time i think that would be kind of quite harmful for his career but he is a huge talent a genuine nice guy as well you know we've met him in person and he is down to earth i'm wearing my ricochet t-shirt for tonight because i don't have to wear my Enzo Moray, but James, uh, let's, let's bring up T-shirts <laughs> for a moment. What what punishment T-shirt are you wearing? But you don't see it as a punishment. I, don't punishment. It I love it. I love it. So comfortable as well. I'm I'm wearing the winner of the uh, the World Heavyweight Championship match for WrestleMania 20. So that's who, what T-shirt I am wearing. And for those of you not up on uh, your WWE <laughs> trivia. Uh, what wrestler is is it? It the T-shirt says Raw is Benoit. All right, so it's a Benoit T-shirt. I will be wearing it to Raw and SmackDown. So we'll be saying about complaints now. I know I've got no choice. I lost the predictions. That's why I'm going to win this year. Even though me and Dan haven't got the first two matches right, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Let's move on with the shout-outs. Uh, Nora Anwar. Even though I'm a big fan of Roman for this match, I won't mind if Drew wins. As long as it's a good match, we're both really fight it out. I think without a doubt, this should be, as JR would say, a slobber knocker between these two big men. Uh, and and I'm, I'm really looking forward to it as well, you know, with Drew McIntyre there. I hope McIntyre wins, but it's a big dog, man. You know what I'm saying? So it will be really, really difficult. And it is Roman Reigns' yard as well. Exactly, without a doubt. Well, Chris Iyer said, if Drew not champion by the end of the year, then WWE has made some, has, has some major issues. Major issues. With their creative team. Uh and I feel that's what well. we spoke earlier, Dan, and we I asked you who would be champion, who's more likely to be champion at the end of the year, Randy Orton or Drew McIntyre, who do you think? I have no recollection of this conversation. <laughs> my, my lawyers have uh, told me strictly to say that uh, and no comments. Now you're, you're full of shit because you said Drew McIntyre, and I completely agree with you, Chris, that Drew McIntyre should be champion, not by the end of the year, tomorrow night and raw, God damn it. Yes, and uh, talking of major issues, James, you must have some major issues. But anyway, Damien Hills says, Unfortunately, after eight hours and 15 to 16 matches, once Becky Lynch lifts those titles, people in the UK will just be saying, Thank God, now I can go to bed. <laughs> oh, well, I, you never think that about an end of a WrestleMania or pay-per-view, Dan, do you? I don't know. I'm, I'm always... <laughs> hypo to the last minute <laughs> yeah. we're always always excited about everything we can't wait for it to be like yeah six o'clock in the morning 
tonight. Uh, and WrestleMania still on go. It's going to be great. I'd just like to say thank you for your shout outs, everybody. Uh, and thank you for everybody that's listened or commented and let us know uh, about the live episodes that we had of our takeover and the Hall of Fame. It's been brilliant, Dan, hasn't it, really? It has, yes. It's, uh, you know, thanks everyone for your support, for your listens, for your shout outs, just for everything. You know, you make us what we are. Exactly, without a doubt. So let's have a couple of games then. And should we dust, out, dust off an old favourite, Dan? Well, James, before we dust off an old favourite, I'd like to test your encyclopedia-like knowledge well, because, play. you know, those who know James as a smart-ass, so I'm gonna, I've, I've been trying to come up with ways to test his knowledge. So I'm just going to shout out a, a few random Mania numbers and I'd like you to tell me who was in the main event for that Mania. All right, fair enough. So I'm going to start you off easy. I'm yep. going to go... For WrestleMania number two. Two. WrestleMania number two. Well, it's interesting, WrestleMania number two, because it's hosted in three cities, of course. Chicago, Los Angeles, and New York. So they had the main event for each of the shows. So you, you had Mr. T versus Roddy Roddy Piper in a boxing match. And that was in Los Angeles. Uh, that was in New York. In Chicago, you had the uh, American football players involved in the Battle of Oil won by Andre Giant. But I think you're talking about the one in Los Angeles, still cage match. And it was Hulk Hogan going against King Kong Bundy for the WWF Championship. Wow. Um, <laughs> you are a smart ass, aren't you? Okay. Um, WrestleMania 10. Ten. Oh, wow, I love WrestleMania 10. Again, you could argue it had some main event matches in it, but the proper main event match was Yokozuna versus Bret Hart for the WF Championship, even though Michaels versus Razor, ladder match, and Bret versus Simon started off were fantastic encounters. Um, Let's go with WrestleMania 19. Well, interesting story about this one. It should have been Austin versus Rock. But uh, unfortunately, Austin had health issues the night previously, so taken off the main spot. WrestleMania 19 was Brock Lesnar versus Kurt Angle for the WWE Championship. WrestleMania 27. 27. Rock versus Miz, WWE Championship. Wow. Uh, and last but no means least, WrestleMania 31. WrestleMania 31 was Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. With Seth Rollins cash in. Now, interest no, just be fair. Just shout out. Just quick numbers, and I'll just give you a quick main event. Five. Five was Savage versus Hogan. One. Uh, Mr. T and Hogan versus Orndorff and Piper. 18. 18. Jericho versus Triple H. 23. 23 was, oh my God, WrestleMania 23 with Shawn Michaels versus John Cena. Oh. <laughs> 24. 24. Untaken versus Edge. 26. Oh, Undertaker versus Michaels. 34. 34. Reigns versus Lesnar. 30. And Brian versus Orton versus Batista. I think I passed that then, didn't I, you know? Oh, I'm going to have to come up with something a lot more harder. Well, I tell you what, when it does the full favourite, then it gets something nice and hard out for me right now, then. Okay, James. Well, the originator of <laughs> our mini-games... And that is, yes, ladies and gentlemen, you guessed it, Elephant or F1. I make a noise. <laughs> James guesses whether it's an elephant yep. or an F1, because as everyone knows, they sound very similar. So, first one, are you ready for it? Do, do, do. Yeah, I'm ready for it, Gone. <laughs> Whoa. 
That's difficult, that one is. I'm going to say, to start us off tonight, elephant. It was an elephant. God, you're on fire today. <laughs> I'm on fire, baby. I'm going to say elephant again. It was an F1 car. Oh. I've managed to stump you. Whoa. Um, uh, best, of, best of three. Best of three. Come third on. Third and final one. This is the tiebreaker. Okay. Sorry not to mention tiebreaker. Tiebreaker is no longer here. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm going to say that without shadow of a doubt is an F1 car. It was an elephant. Oh, you finally beat me. You son of a gun. There we go. So that's it for games. On the live show right now, the Revival coming out to face Hawkins and Ryder for the Raw Tag Team titles. And it's my predictions to go first, even though we're naught and 2 at the moment. I guess it's still worth it. Um, I have gone for, in this match, the new Tag Team Champions, Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins. Oh, well, so you think Kurt Hawkins... Is going to break his duck tonight here at WrestleMania on the grandest stage of them all. Yes, I do. And who have you gone for? I've gone for the revival. Oh, so the revival in this one. So, so someone is guaranteed a point now. Yeah, just in case, just to confirm it. Yeah, yeah. So here we go. Well, here we go with the Raw Tag Team Titles on made a mistake it's Kurt Hawkins he's not won in over 200 matches <laughs> anyway we move on and uh, up next Dan is it time for a masturbate James you know I love nothing more than to have a masturbate with you well it's time then so masturbate rules basically we get two subject or I get a subject and two choices and me and Dan basically have to argue or Dan and myself have to argue a point of which is better and there are three great ones here tonight. And let's start off with the, the first choice, Dan. Go on. Well, James, it is Stone Cold or Hogan. Who is the better? Wow, wow. And who do you want in this one? I'm going to go for Stone Cold Steve Austin. I'll let you start off with Stone Cold Steve Austin then. Go on. I'm going to start off gently. Three War Rumbles. He has he has bested everyone. He is a record holder. He's won the most amount of Royal Rumbles going. He is an absolute legend. He is one of the innovators of the Attitude Era. You know, Austin 316, I just whipped your ass. That is it. That's all I need to oh, say okay. for my opening Three statement. Royal Rumbles? Yeah. That's quite cool. Uh, you know Hogan's won two Royal Rumbles, yeah? Only two. Only two. I mean, you know, Randy Orton's won two. No, it's terrible, isn't it? Um, Oh, just that. How many WrestleManias has uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin main evented? The the, the important ones. Yeah. The best ones. So so how many? Like two, three? 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 Is it three? Is it three? Is it three? Hulk Hogan, nine. Nine WrestleManias. being the granddaddy of them all, the the biggest event of the year in wrestling history. Hulk Hogan's main event, nine of them in a row. And don't get me wrong, Royal Rumbles are important, Dan. They're very important. But Hogan, nine WrestleManias against legendary opponents. And this attitude here, everybody's speaking about, oh, it's the greatest thing in the world. 
it wouldn't have been there if it wasn't for the golden generation, if it wasn't for the rock and wrestling connection in the early 80s with Hulk Hogan and Mr. T on MTV with the first ever WrestleMania. If WrestleMania hadn't been a success, good old Stone Cold Steve Austin would not have been the megastar he was. And it's thanks to Hogan opening up doors and mainstream media. And he made WrestleMania success. Mr. McMahon could have done it without him. And he made professional wrestling success. He helped the Monday. He built the Monday Night Wars. If Hogan hadn't gone over to WCW and joined the NWO, there wouldn't have been a Monday Night War to speak of. You wouldn't have had that either. Austin wouldn't have had a chance to compete against anybody because Hogan was still being WWE at the time. That's why Hogan's a bigger star than Austin. Oh, well, you know, the Monday Night Wars that Austin pretty much single-handedly won. Yeah. yeah. You know, he was the poster boy for the mm-hmm. Monday Night yeah, Wars. That. He was the main focus mm-hmm. of yeah. the Monday Night Wars for WWE. Exactly. And then and then when Hogan came back afterwards, because he still came back, didn't he? WrestleMania 18, he was involved in the bigger match than Stone Cold Steve Austin, wasn't he? Against The Rock, which everybody remembers. And I think Austin was against, uh, against Scott Hall. And then Austin kind of retired. And then Hogan carried on having matches against Michaels and against people like Randy Orton, who's a legend, and, you know, and stuff like that. So Hogan still had carried on his career afterwards. I mean, you know, you compare the two. There is no comparison in my mind. James, you of all people should know that longer is not always better. No, it's not. In the compact career that Austin had, you know, spanning over, what, five, six years, in the, you know, in the main spotlight, he achieved everything that he needed to achieve in that time and and in comparison he was compared to a hogan because hogan had been there before and done it all himself hogan made as much money with the wwe as anybody did oh what hogan the old racist hogan the old, oh, and austin the old wife beater if we're going to get into throw, you know slang matches here then well, hogan who's had weird incestuous comments over his own you're, daughter you're slander now that is slander if you talk about biggest stars if you were to ask anybody human on earth dan you got to anybody boy little boy little girl old man old woman and you go name me a professional wrestler they would turn around to you and the first person they would say would be hulk the rock hogan no even old people like people who were like not seen wrestling in in you know what i mean like Got the big ear fucking thing. They would say Hogan. You know that. So that's why Hogan's bigger than Stone Cold. Give it up. Give it up. Let's just go to their movies as well then. Give it up. Suburban Commando. Shit. Mr. Nanny. No Holds Barred is a cult classic. It is absolutely awful. The Condemned pisses all over that. Oh, fuck off. That is nothing. You you, you ask people now. No Holds Barred pisses all over the condemned. No way. Yes, if I, I said, we'll do a Twitter poll about that, Twitter poll, I bet you any money, cult classic with, with no holes, but Hogan, is a huge, he was a big start in two companies, the main event guy in both companies, where Austin only in one. And longer career. Yeah, but and was in a Rocky movie. Austin was in a fucking Rocky movie. Austin lived Rocky. I'm not having it. Hogan. Hogan is better than Austin. <laughs> if that's what you want to believe, <laughs> you can have it. Hogan over Austin. All right, next. Uh, no, we'll do Murphy or Neville next. All right, I'll have uh, the former Cruiserweight Champion, Buddy Murphy, and you have Neville. Shit, that's horrible. Neville, why, Neville. Why Buddy Murphy is better than Neville? Um, because he's got a bigger upside, and he hasn't got a bigger ego as Neville. 
ability-wise, they're basically the same. You <laughs> no, <know>? they are <laughs> no, not. Hang on, it's my no, go. No, Dan, it's not. my go. It is your go, <laughs> yeah. but I'm not letting you run <laughs> Neville down like that. No, it's you be able to talk in a minute, am, all right? No. You can talk no. in a minute. I'm talking about Buddy Murphy, who can do most things in the ring. Married to Alexa Bliss as well. Yeah, okay, Murphy wins. Yeah. Point conceded, <laughs> you can have it. He's banging Alexa Bliss. Murphy wins all day long. So Murphy beats Neville. Say no more. All yeah. right, well. Neville may be the better athlete. He may have held the NXT Championship, but banging Alexa Bliss. All right, so last one then. Baron Corbin or Braun Strowman? Uh, I'm going to pick Corbin. I wanted Braun anyway. <laughs> Go on then, take Braun. Andre the Giant Memorial Battle winner this year. Oh really? Has that happened happened yet? Yeah, he's he's gonna win it this year. He's won the greatest Royal Rumble, not just any Royal Rumble, James, but the greatest, the best Royal Rumble ever. Fifty men he outlasted. He has been in or about the WWE Championship picture or the Universal Championship picture. Last year's Royal Rumble, he was in it with Brock Lesnar and Kane. He is a bona fide star. He, you know, he's he's more success. He's not more successful, but he's more standoutish than any other member of the Wyatt family in which he came up through. He's he, more standoutish than Bray Wyatt. He is a better, better big man than him. He's more athletic. He's just more yeah, yeah, able. Yeah, right. Okay. So former United States champion. Former Andre Giant more about role actually happened. Former Money in the Bank winner. We're not talking about Strowman's accomplishments. We're talking about Baron Corbin's accomplishments there. On paper, Corbin, Corbin, a more successful career. Let's go to this WrestleMania. One of these men have got a match against an absolute legend. A man who has been one of the greatest wrestlers of this, this generation or any other generation. And he's facing off against the against the man. Is that man Braun Strowman? No, Braun Strowman's involved in Saturday Night Live in the Battle Royal. You know, Andre Giant might be busy for that. But like last year, with his team up with Nicholas. Yes, Nicholas, the Hall of Famer. won the Tag Team Championships yeah. with a little boy. Exactly, a little boy. And you might like those sort of things, right? No. But, no, no. but still, that is still not good. And Corbin is going against Kurt Angle. Kurt Corbin is going to be the last man to face Kurt Angle in his storied career. That he, accomplishments alone, right? He's going to be the last man to lose to an don't old, care. decrepit man who won, who's got neck problems. I don't care. Corbin's still going to be featured in that match, unlike Strowman. Strowman hasn't had a WrestleMania moment. People who said he was going to be W champion uh, never, ever made it a Universal Championship. He got, you know, Brock Lesnar and the thing happened there. He never had a chance you know, and the thing with Corbin, yes, he will be a future W champion. He's got real heat at the moment, which works well for him. They just need to kind of sort the character out. And that's why Corbin is more affected than Braun Strowman. If I could pick between the two, it would be Corbin. If you had gone back to NXT days, I would have said, yeah, Corbin has definitely got more heat. But since cutting his hair and becoming a corporate douche, Braun Strowman all day long, he's, he's such a better character. He's, he's more likable. He's more... 
he's got more personality than Baron Corbin. Oh, what was Strowman's personality? What's he like doing then? Roar! Oh, he likes get these hands. He likes roaring, getting these hands and destroying shit. Well, that's what big men should do. Not fucking wear a suit and not shave become, their head. Not become in, uh, acting raw general manager and have the authority over the entire roster for six months like have Corbin probably did. the worst failed run failed with a money in the bank contract that you could ever... The most successful have. raw general manager of all time. No. How? How do I know this, you ask? Survivor Series. Raw had a clean sweep and Baron Corbin was a man in charge of that. Never before, never again. Shows you how good Baron Corbin actually is. I had fuck all to do with Baron Corbin. I had to do with the man who was representing Raw. You're getting angry because you know I'm right. No, he won it for Raw. <laughs> who won the match? It was thanks to Baron Corbin, you're right. No, who won the match? So Corbin won. Who won the match? <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. Who's got it? Yeah, but who was he with? I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah, well, I remember exactly. all that all exactly. important thing is that Corbin was the general manager. That's all that matters. So who are you going to agree on that? You're going to say Corbin? Say Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman all day long. Over Baron Corbin. Yeah. I I don't, I don't agree with you, but since it's it's two 0 for me anyway. I would agree with Braun Strowman better than Corbin, even though I've listed the reasons why he isn't. All right. We move on, and, um, well, we've got some big news, Dan, haven't we? We have got some huge, throbbing news. If you log on to Pornhub... No, sorry, 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 my bad, wrong one. If you log on to... What's Pornhub? I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I don't know, even know. Uh, Why did you say Pornhub? No, you said that. <laughs> you, I was just repeating you. Pornhub, yeah. fishing what? website. Oh, you like fish, what, for sweet corn? <laughs> anyway, carrying on. If you log on to www.thewnrpodcast.com, you'll be in for a huge surprise. And You've what is... taken the naked pictures off, haven't you? Well, what is the surprise, Dan? We have launched our own website, or you have worked hard on our own website. It is currently in progress, but you can go on to it. You can link our, well, you can link the WW Net Review Podcast Twitter page. YouTube page, Instagram page, and Facebook page from there. And hopefully, I'm going to give you by SummerSlam, James. I'd like you to have it completed by then, please. Oh, gee, thanks for that. Yeah, so not much pressure. But, yeah, the com is there. And like I said, you can connect to all the social media on the website as well. But, okay, let's continue running through the card. And the next match is the Full Scout Anywhere match. And it's the Miz versus Shane McMahon. Yes, the Miz cut a heated promo about being a proud father. Miz said he's fighting with a full heart, and that's why he wanted a Fools Count Anywhere match at Mania. Right, then we had a two. Uh, then we had a three-on-one handicap match. The Miz defeating Sanity. Uh, Shane Man announced halfway through the match that it was a Fools Count Anywhere bout. Miz pinned Eric Young after smashing his head with a bin near the production truck. So that's a great, uh, great way for Sanity. I mean, should we talk about Sanity's poor booking then, or do you want to just talk about the Miz and Shane Man? How he thought that storyline. <laughs> Well, you know, uh, Sanity's poor booking. It's it's been for a while. I I, I can't see how they're going to put up with it much longer unless they've been promised something great on the horizon. I do not know what is going on with them. No, it's it's weird, isn't it? But have you thought the uh, the show at Man Miz story? Because I don't think it's been too bad. I think it's been interesting. You know, it goes all the way back to Saudi Arabia at the uh, best in the world tournament where. Miz, to, uh, where Miz was injured, Shane took his place, 
and you know kind of captured the trophy then they kind of adopted it as their baby teamed up together and it's kind of you know they've fallen out from there yeah without a doubt you know and, and this is what we've seen when it comes to it and there you go right there you go live we've got new tag team champions and kurt hawkins streak is over and more importantly james takes a lead at WrestleMania, Dan, your face is a gog. What is your reaction? Yes, yes. When Hawkins was laying there playing possum, hello possums. I kind of knew that he was going to secure the victory from a sneak roll-up. Well, Salamagun, Hawkins and Ryder, your tag team champions. Wow, I've always liked Ryder and Haw- uh, Hawkins. Much better team than the Hype Bros. Anyway, <laughs> we move on to the farewell match for the W Hall of Famer Kurt Angle. Angle versus Dan's favourite Baron Corbin. What happened on Raw? Well, Kurt Angle says goodbye to Raw. Amid chants of thank you, Kurt, Angle entered the ring and threw to a video retrospective of his career on the big screen. Out came Baron Corbin to heckle him and he made reference to the fans not enjoying the idea of him as Angle's final opponent at WrestleMania. After being challenged to an exhibition match, Corbin walked onto the apron before laughing and walking away. Mysterio ran in to tell Corbin that someone needs to teach him a lesson in respect. Corbin attacked both and was eventually run off after a splash from Mysterio and an angle slam. And then Baron Corbin defeated Rey Mysterio via pinfall. And talk about an uneventful way to close the go-home show ahead of WrestleMania. The main event saw Mysterio so right knee and leg injuries for rallying to land at 619, but he missed a top rope splash. And Corbin answered with a deep six for the pin. As Corbin celebrated on the stage, Angle blindsided him and made him tap out due to the ankle lock. Now, Dan, is there anything or two in the Kurt Angle Baron Corbin match? Um, uh, I just hope because you know we, what we've seen of Kurt Angle when he's been in the ring in his past few years is he's he's not looked like Kurt Angle. You know the Kurt Angle that we loved. I know he's getting on a bit in his time, but. You know, if he wants to have one last swan song, I think he needs to put it all on this. Yeah, I think without a doubt. And I think that's a vital thing. We haven't seen... The match last year at Mania was a good match, but we haven't seen a great single-angle match. And like you said, it's a shame with the injuries. But it's a true legend, you know. Okay, next match, Dan. It's the one you're probably most excited about. Well, this match, without a shadow of a doubt, and no disrespect to the women, but this should be... The main event. This should be topping the card. And it is AJ Styles versus Randy the King Orton. And Kevin Owens opened SmackDown Kevin Owens show with special guests Randy Orton and AJ Styles. Styles and Orton went at each other verbally before things got physical. Styles tried to hit the phenomenal forearm and Orton caught him for the RKO out of nowhere. So there we go. We've already seen the phenomenal form into RKO. Does that mean that Orton's going to be on losing end tonight? I'm not sure. You're excited for this. I, I mean, has there been enough build-up to this, Dan? There has been. You know, there's, there's been little signs of it there and thereabouts, you know, through uh, through multi-man matches and the build-up towards the uh, WWE Championship match. So, you know, I think it is... You know, I think it came alight in... Uh, the Elimination Chamber. Yeah, exactly. But is that a long enough build? I mean, AJ's been champion. I mean, that would have been cool to see Orton go back, maybe cost him a start, make it kind of... Because they're trying to build it up as like a really personal rivalry. I don't think it's on that level yet. I think these two men have a chance to deliver a solid match. 
dependent on time as well. You know, I think this will be one of the early ones. I don't know about you, but I think this could be first or second. We've seen that with AJ Styles recently. You know, with Shane McMahon, you know, uh, delivering the great matches only early going. Kevin Owens, though, who was featured on SmackDown, as is not at WrestleMania. What a shame that is, Dan. You know, that is an absolute shame. Or is he not at WrestleMania? Well, I don't know, Dan. You probably know more than I do. Anything else about Orton? Uh, yeah, anything about Orton or Styles? Orton's the best in the world. Okay, we move on to a match that should be the main event of WrestleMania. No respect to the women, but this man has main evented the last four, and he goes against the man who's going to main event the next four in Drew McIntyre. And Roman Reigns was backstage in Raw, and he denies rumours that he's 100% clear for WrestleMania thanks to being for consecutive beatings by McIntyre. So what happened next? McIntyre attacked him from behind before scowling. You should have said no, Roman. The segment closed with a long glimpse of Reigns struggling back to his feet. Facing Reigns is a huge spot for McIntyre as a big dog has headlined the previous four Manias. I can't keep saying how important that is and it's not been happening today. You know, McIntyre wanted to see in the match. He's getting Reigns. I think that's just as good. Well, also, it'll be Reigns' first single match since announcing his leukaemia was in remission. I mean, yeah, but WrestleMania 35 Mark McIntyre's first single match on the grandest stage of them all with many ups and downs during his time with the company. I know I'm a fan of um, Drew McIntyre. Dan, what are you thinking of the McIntyre match? Are you excited for it? Um, I don't, again, this is one that could be quite underwhelming. You know, no disrespect to the guys, but I think they both pair up well with someone a bit more athletic ability. You know, it's it's these two big horses. It could be a good match, don't get me wrong. Yeah, I think you're going to be wrong because what I see, hopefully they do, is move for move. I don't want to see... Uh, if they have the match with McIntyre just wearing him down and going, you're not good enough, Roman. You don't deserve to be in the ring with me. Roman comes back with three or four Superman yeah. punches, a spear, victory, bang. What I want to see is them just trading move for move, you know, big men going at it, uh, and I think that would be great. Uh, don't get me wrong, I've, I'm so happy to see Drew McIntyre at WrestleMania and fighting Roman Reigns. It should be a great match as well. But we've talked about most of the matches. We've got one left. But before we talk about that, we should tell you at the moment on WWE kickoff, there's been stage segments for anything like that, have we? I mean, I know we saw the Uso, uh, not the Uso, we saw Alexa Bliss earlier. But apart from that, not really anything else. Nothing noteworthy, no. no. Uh, but now we've got the Andre Giant Memorial Battle Royal. And of course, damn, it is your time for the predictions. So who have you gone for in this match? I've gone for someone that I hope is actually in the match this time, and that is Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman. Yeah, I mean, it's quite an easy pick, this one. I think he needs that moment next to the um, next to the trophy, so that's why I've gone Braun Strowman as well in this match. Uh, again, it's all been about Saturday Night Live and, and Strowman in itself. And I hope know. I can pick up a fucking point. Well, you haven't got a point in three at the moment, have yeah. you? So... Well, there we go. Tyson Hill's going to win. Hiding underneath the ring to start off. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> we'll, we'll move on. And uh, we'll talk about the main event. And, I mean, we, we can do it justice in a minute. But let's just hear this kind of audio for it, so to speak. Uh, I think it's one of the best kind of done ones done in WWE in a very long time. I say that I'm the best, and there is not a woman that can tell me different. Since day one, I told you 
my feet. I can go rogue whenever I want. For the first time ever in WWE history, a women's match will main event WrestleMania. Rousey, Flair, Lynch, winner take all. Take a hit, shoot me down, shoot me down. I won't ever hit the ground, hit the ground. Playing dead, I'll never do. Oh, My resume speaks for itself. That's why I was handpicked to be the main event. I was not handpicked like you. But here I am. At WrestleMania, I am reclaiming everything they have tried to take from me to give to someone else. So that is the WrestleMania. Uh, do these women deserve to be in the main event spot, Dan? Of course they do. These, you know, these women are pioneers for what they do, and there is no reason why they shouldn't be in this position that they're in. Yeah, you know, they've been having yeah. the best matches. They've been getting the best fan receptions. So why not? You know, it is also it is you know if you win the Royal Rumble. Becky Lynch won the Royal Rumble. So, you know, you get put into the main event of WrestleMania. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with you, you know, and I think we've seen it with these three women that they definitely deserve the kind of top spot that they're heading into. Um, but we talk about what, you know, the build-up to it. Round, round, Ronda Rousey even will be heading into WrestleMania undefeated in singles competition. And on top of that, she is a Royal Women's Champion. Now she has broken a record in WWE. If Rousey leaves WWE following WrestleMania, she will still remain undefeated because even if she is defeated in the main event match at WrestleMania, it's still a triple threat match. Well, as for the record, Ronda Rousey has surpassed Alexa Bliss as the longest reigning Raw Women's Champion. Alexa Bliss held the previous record at 223 days, which is certainly impressive. Now Rousey is a record holder and continues to do so as she walks into WrestleMania. This does not surpass Alexa Bliss's record of 396 combined days as Raw Women's Champion as she has held the title more than once. However, 
Rousey is closing in on the number with just her first reign. Yeah. And the thing is, on Raw as well, it's quite a good uh, angle as it was. Uh, all three women getting arrested as they brawled towards the, the car. What's up, Dan? I was saying Luke Harper's <laughs> in the ring. Luke Harper's in the ring, so he's involved as well. The, the, the Battle Royal has started, and you've got a lot of superstars in there. And already the Saturday Night Live guys are hiding underneath the ring as Kalisa gets eliminated. Uh, so, yeah, talk about the main event as well. Uh, we Like you said, the... the, the the cops arrested them, and we had the mug shots of Ronda Rousey as well. There was a vicious knee by Charlotte on Rousey, which is quite impressive. But what have you thought of the build-up to the SmackDown women, uh, the Raw and SmackDown Women's Championships on the line? I think it's been good. I'm not sure that it was absolutely necessary that um, they've thrown the SmackDown Women's Championship into it as well. What are they going to do going forward with that? Are they going to have holding both championships now and then have them both dual branded like you know the tag teams dual branded and the women's championship dual branded or is it you know is it going to go back to being a raw women's and a smackdown women's you know it's it leaves a few unanswered questions with that i think lynch would if if lynch is the one to win tonight she just relinquish the championship you know the, the, the probably the smackdown women's championship and then move on you know with the raw women's title I would like to see a break between Charlotte and Lynch as well after this, you know. Or, what about this then? If it takes both Lynch and Charlotte to pin Rousey, and they both get a title each, Banks and Bailey come out, and they've got their tag team championships, and then all four of the horsewomen stand tall, and as Ronda Rousey's kind of backing away down the ramp, she gets greeted... By the whole of MMA. Well, I'm. <laughs> I don't want to give away my predictions, but I'm banking on a, a four horsewomen of of WWE being together at the, the last scene of WrestleMania here tonight. That's what I want with uh, obviously the Boston Hug connection uh, and and Lynch with Charlotte involved in that as well. So you have given away your predictions then, because you're going for the Boston Hug connection to win. And Lynch to win. Yeah, fuck it. I'll give away my position. I don't, <laughs> I don't mind. I've been winning recently. I've not lost to WrestleMania. It's all going to my head. Yeah, I have. Yeah. Yeah, I've got Brock Lesnar as well, for fuck's sake. Yeah, I'll tell you all my predictions. Uh, so, you know, there's a lot on the line here tonight. And we've seen a lot. We've talked about a lot. Uh, final thoughts on the, the Women's Championship. Uh, we, we talk about it. I think it should be a great match. And the crowd will be really hot for it. As well, uh, Dan. So, final thoughts for WrestleMania. What you're hoping for this this on the show? I'm hoping it's better than the last few WrestleManias. You know, I think they've had a couple of feel good moments, but they've not been fulfilling on the whole. I mean, this one, you know, it has just the kickoff has started off quite fulfilling. You know, we've seen Kurt Hawkins' streak ended. Yes, and we've seen the your cruiserweight champion Buddy Murphy's reign. No, he's, he's finished now it, finished my as cruiserweight well. champion Tony Nese. Yeah, but the thing is, is that a good sign for tonight for champions because the two title matches that we had two new champions. So are people going to be looking on the, on the main card and thinking we could have been in a little trouble here tonight? It's interesting. So what your yeah what your um what match do you think will steal the show uh, without being AJ and Orton? <sighs> Oh, I think it's all going to be underwhelming. And I think the the main event, the women's triple threat match for the Raw and SmackDown women's title is going to be the show stealer as Bobby Roode gets eliminated. 
sucks to be well it doesn't because i'm in a lead at the moment when it comes to predictions and hopefully with the main show as well that continues we'll be bringing wrestlemania out on wednesday uh, and of course nxt takeover on saturday night but again we won't ruin predictions for that either uh i think for wrestlemania to me like i said we i can't remember the last time we had a good wrestlemania it must be so long ago you know we, we talk about WrestleMania 31, the main event was good, but as a, as a whole, was the card great? You know, so you've probably got to go back. WrestleMania 29 it was held in New York, so that gives us hope for tonight. And let's hope WWE pays off tonight with everything. You know, we talk about Rollins and Lesnar, we talk about Becky Lynch, and we talk about surprises that we want and WrestleMania moments. Let's hope it makes sense and it helps WWE in the long term, you know. There's only going to be one match where we're not sure about. It's Batista and Triple H. You know, apart from that, I think that will deliver in the ring. Apart from that, I think this WrestleMania will be good. I think it should be good. And it, it should, just like our live shows have been, I'd just like to say thank you for everybody who's been listening on Friday night for TakeOver, Saturday for the Hall of Fame. Of course, tonight for Mania, we'll be back with the next NXT TakeOver. We always do TakeOver Lives on the WNR podcast. Uh, but don't forget, you can follow us on Twitter, at WNetRetReview, or... At Vince McDan, WWE. I'm at J underscore Rollins. We are on Instagram, the WNR Podcast. Don't forget, and also a new website, the WNRPodcast.com. We're on Facebook. Yes, Facebook. Come and find our page and give us a like with the WWE Network Review Podcast. Or come and find me and add me as a friend. I am Vince McDan. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, WWE Network Review Podcast there. And clips are going up at the same time as podcasts on YouTube, like they do on SoundCloud. On your phone. And we're also on Spreaker Radio. We've got our live shows at all times. Stitcher Radio and iTunes. We can down and subscribe, rate and review there. But that is it. Final thoughts down on all the free live shows that we've done. Um, again, you know, I'd like to say a huge thank you for all the support that everyone's given us, all the listens, uh, all the shout-outs, all the comments, and all the love you have been sending us as well. Yeah. And now what we're going to do, we're going to watch the interview on Jay Giant Memorial Battle Royal. We're going to watch the end of the Memorial Battle Royal. I think someone just landed on their eye. Uh, well, no, Bones, uh, at Luke Harper was trying to suplex Ali out of the ring. Braun Strowman came running across. Delivered a big boot, and on the way out, Ali's eye bone hit the announce table. So, you know, hopefully he's all right. Yeah. Uh, so, Ali is alive. We can confirm before we leave. That would probably be a bit of a bad note to leave on, actually. You know what I mean? But by saying, thanks for listening, everybody. And by the way, Ali's getting taken away by hospital. Uh, but anyway, thanks for listening, everybody, for the live weekend. It has been brilliant. Uh, actually, no, we'll stay with it. Fuck it. The Harley boys are there. With Strowman and Braun has got Matt and Jeff over the top. But don't forget about the host. He's hiding underneath the ring. Both of them are. And don't tell me, as Hardys have got Strowman, that they're going to eliminate him. Oh, for the love of God, no. Oh, God, here they come. For the love of God, no. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. They're going to get Strowman over. And it looks like Strowman might be eliminated. No. no, he pushes him off, eliminates the Hardys, and our Strowman is staring down the Saturday Night Live boys. The guys that have been giving him grief, I don't, I don't even know their names. I'm not. I, I think, I, I, I think Michael Che is the the one who looks scared the most. The one uh, in the Cleveland shirt. And Braun Strowman again. Don't ask me. I just remembered one of the names. They got Mike. For- anyway, it's going to take too long. Anyway, Braun Strowman wins the Andre Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Congratulations to him. 
Anybody watching, watch listen to us watching this now, be like, well, what happened? Yeah, he eliminated a moment of top yeah, right. Yeah, we're seeing him. Yeah, he's, he's listening to trophies. Yeah. Brilliant, yeah. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, we really, really appreciate it. I have been James Rollins, and as always, I was joined by... Dan White. Bye, everybody. Bye.